Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome back to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. Our campaign is the camp is the Curse of Nineveh. It was written by Mike Mason, Mark Latham, Scott Darward, and Paul Fricker, and it's available from the Chaosium website. I'm the GM, and this is episode 34. Our recap tonight is going to be given by David Gassaway. So, without any further delay, let's continue our journey into the darkness. David? Thanks, Tom. Uh, well, uh, things have gotten weird enough that uh, although only Fuller Albright has been cognizant of all the events so far, the rest of us have been significantly deranged to agree to break into Philip Church's home. Um, I quickly made friends with the cats there. We found uh, more bloody remains, which explain why Church uh, is being held, presumably. And indeed, as hoped for, we find, found the cat's eye opal, the eye of Lamatsu, um, which he was keeping under his pillow. Um, so we found a secure location for that at the British Museum um, that uh, should be hard for any uh, invidious actors to locate. We went to see the antiquarian that Fuller and company had visited when this whole thing began. And he gave us a hint that there was a shop in Hampstead that had that he had seen something like a blue funerary seal in. And so the next day we visited uh, Hodges and Barstow in Hampstead, where we found a very interesting object. It seems to be a replica of a Babylonian seal, but uh, it isn't an ancient object as far as we can determine. He bought it, this Barstow, from a fellow named Glover. And so we need to find out whether Glover has the original seal and what he's up to with it. And I think that's up to date. All right. So what are you planning on doing now? What, where was our physical location right now when we start back up? Are we still down there or did we go back to the club? I believe that you're still in uh, that uh, the area, Hampstead. Still in Hampstead. So we could start with a phone book and see if there's a Glover in it or how many Glovers there are. It can't be an uncommon surname. Yeah, there's probably quite a few. I wonder, um, we've discussed this before. Were there yellow pages yet? Because hmm. if there's a Glover who's a ceramicist, we have a start. Um, let's go, ahead, go, let's go ahead and let's go ahead and say there is. There is a, a sort of a listing. Or there's the operator. I don't know if the operator would know. But if there was one, the operator would know. She'd have the list. Um, so let's see, words like kiln, ceramics, pottery, if there's any Glovers associated with those industries, then I say we give them a... All right, we'll say that, um, go ahead and do a, a library. Call it. It's a 70, I rolled a 27, so... 
only a hard success. Okay, you do find uh, you do find a Glover ceramics. Uh, well, gentlemen, I suppose that Mr. Glover will be surprised to see that we've um, recently purchased this antique item. Shall we? This is time for me to finally use my intimidate. Absolutely. Let's let's go. All right. So, uh, you travel to the address. Uh, it's not in Hampstead, but it's it's not that far from Hampstead. Uh, and there is a small uh, shop uh, with uh, a yard to the side where there is a number of uh, large um, uh, sheds, if you will, and a uh, and what looks like a, a kiln that is currently smoking a chimney. Are there are several people working, or is it? Uh, no, it doesn't look like it. It looks like it might be a one-man operation. All right. Hello, Mr. Glover. I'm inside. Come on in. Uh, you come inside, and there is a man sitting at a potter's wheel that is spinning. And uh, he says, I'm, uh, I'm busy at the moment, but if you'll wait just a minute, I'll, I'll be with you uh, shortly. Does he have finished pieces around? That we yes, can... there, yeah. are, there are some pieces. Uh, he's got a number of shelves where there are finished pieces uh, that have names written on paper attached to them. They're obviously commissioned work that, that's coming. Um, the, the whole place smells kind of earthy. Uh, and uh, with some odd sort of acrid smells, probably uh, the ceramic glazes and and stuff like that. Um, oh, very curious. Are you folks looking to have something made? He's he's working while he's saying this. Uh, we might need a number of pieces. Um, we're looking uh, to replicate some lost objects, possibly some of which are ceramic. Uh, for a display. Well, uh, I'll be finished here in just a moment. Uh, if you want to look around or uh, you can see the, the work that I've done. Is it all uh, the stuff that's on the shelves? That's, is, it's, 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 uh, it's, uh, it's all stuff for, uh, for people that are, yeah, I do, I do mostly commission work. And nothing, there's nothing, um, Babylonian, there's no statuary, it's all jars and pots and... Correct. Okay. Now, the area he's working in, can we walk around it? Is there a back door? Yeah, there's a back door. There's, there's actually a part of it that slides up. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a shop. It's a pretty crude shop. I just wanted to kind of peruse the wall and walk, so I'm kind of in the back door area so if they say something and he gets up to run i'll, I'll be there okay um so he he finishes up with what he's doing uh he's carefully uh he's put a slab underneath this he's carefully lifted up this pot and he's uh, moved it over to a shelf so that it can dry for a while before he uh before he 
does the rest of the, the work. Fires it. He's uh, he's pretty dirty, but he's he's cleaning his hands, and wiping it off. He's got a, an apron on to protect his clothes. So I so said, "What can I do for you, folks?" We're uh, oh, there's no point. Um, who's carrying the seal? I do. Thank you, Mr. Munden. Mr. Clever, this uh, this object. Oh yes, was clearly made from a master. Oh uh, yes, it was uh, about uh, uh, two weeks ago. Uh, I did that. Uh, that is. Uh, let me take a look at that. That is. That is number four. Um, uh, not nearly the perfect specimen that uh, was required, but uh, that one was taken by the uh, by the person who commissioned it. I made four pieces because uh, you never know how they're going to turn out. You know, they might break in the kiln. Mm -hmm. um, did you uh, were you using your own materials, or did he the the Commission or have specific matter in order to work with? No, I, I believe this is, this is just the standard. Uh, um, I don't know, whatever. I, I don't know, clay talk. It's standard clay. <laughs> well, the original object um, was stolen from the British Museum. Oh, my goodness. Well, I wasn't aware of that. I uh, see that you are not. Um, but you must understand that we have to know the information regarding the men who commissioned this work, as there's a criminal investigation involved. Well, let me check my records. Hold on a moment. Um, uh, give me just a second to go through my notes here. Uh, was commissioned by uh, Mr. Elphinstone. Odd name. Hmm. Elphinstone. Now, did you have a contact information to call him to pick it up when it was ready? I did not. He came in. I told him it would take me about a week. And uh, he came in and chose which one was best. He didn't care for the others. Did you have any luck shifting the ones that he didn't take? I mean, except for this one? Well, no, not really. I uh, sometimes when I, I, some of these things just go straight into shops or, um, you seem to think it was an antique. Was it at an antique shop? Uh, this one was, yes. No, it shouldn't have been. Um, once it's out of my hands, I don't know where it goes. Somebody was trying to perpetrate a fraud. That's not my fault. Did you did you make this based on the original or a drawing of the original? Uh, no, uh, this was made based on a piece that the man already had. I don't know why he was copying it. I think he said it's a gift, um, a gift to someone. If you don't mind, sir, do you, could you describe this Mr. Elphinstone to us? Mm. What was he like? Well, rather, um, well, I would say uh, maybe 40 years old, uh, um, 
rather distinguished looking, had a beard, um, uh, was a, a fairly dark beard, but he had gray here and um, a full head of hair, uh, blue eyes, uh, carried himself rather, rather well. His, his manner address uh, upper class? Or no, I would say just, I mean, he was in a suit, but it wasn't a particularly, you know, outstanding suit. I wouldn't say that he's poor, but I wouldn't say that he's rich either. Middle now class. The, that description, does that trigger anybody we would have come across? It sounds like pretty much a lot of people. <laughs> just wondering with the blue eyes, if we're like, oh, such and such we know has blue eyes. He was slim. It could be Savaggio. I was thinking, I don't know, that wouldn't be. Delgado would be well-dressed. Yeah, yes. Delgado likes to have people do things for him, too. Right. Delgado only has a mustache, and I don't think the Savaggio had facial hair. That's right. I was just fishing. Now... Audrey, I would probably assume the name he gave was false. I mean, maybe not, but... Are you saying that out loud? Yeah. He says, yeah, possibly. I mean, obviously, if he'd stolen something from the British Museum. Is there anything odd about the gentleman that stood out other than the, the bushy beard that you mentioned? Well, I would say that you know the uh, the the upper class can have a rather aloofness. Um, I'm not so sure that he was aloof so much as kind of well. Not sure what kind of word to put on it. Dreamy, maybe. Um, with a name like Elphinstone, it seemed rather. He seemed rather. Fanciful? Yeah, flake. Well, I'm not so sure flaky. He, he was, I mean, like I say, he didn't look like he was lower class of any kind. Carried himself with a, an air of dignity, but. Now, you don't have any of the other three that no. were. Okay. No. Did, did he by chance leave a number or an address? No, he didn't. And I assume he paid in cash, not by check. That is correct. And he had a British accent? A local oh, yes. Accent? He was an Englishman, yes. Yes, not a posh accent, but a... That's what I was... Not a, not a, not a Cockney either. All right. Nothing distinctive about his accent that would uh, determine his... Uh, well... Residence. As I say, he had almost a dreamy quality about him, um, a, a poetic nature, if you will. Um, had a great, a sort of a gracefulness to him that was affected. Which would make him stand out if you were, in, if you were talking to him at a party. Is this uh, ringing any bells to anyone who might be tied in with the Wentworth Club? That... 
half the people at the Wentworth Club. <laughs> mm, okay. Did uh, did you get a first name from Mr. Elphinstone, or was it all? Um, I don't believe that I did. Um, so he came in with this blue seal and said, I'd like you to reproduce this as closely as possible. And it gave you, I presume, some down payments since he didn't give you anybody to contact him. Yes. And then he came back some weeks later. Just a week later. Just a week later. Picked the one that he preferred. Paid you the rest of what he owed you and disappeared. Very peculiar indeed. Well, Mr. Glover, I appreciate your being so forthcoming with uh with us. Um, uh, Patrick or Mr. Munda, do you have a, a card for the Wentworth in case Mr. Glover thinks of anything that might be of use? There you go. Uh, you know, we, again, we, 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 any of us can be contacted here. Um, you could also try Mr. Longton at the British Museum. Sorry, Fuller. Um, if you think of anything or if he should return for another piece, uh, we'd very much like to speak to him. He, of course, might have no idea that the objects are stolen as well. Um, you know, these things move along in chains mysteriously. And if he does come to you with something, don't turn him away. Take the business and contact us. I'm sure I can find some funding from the museum to, to politely reward you for your efforts. Well, it's not necessary. I always want to help the police or, uh, uh, you know, we're an upright. I, I don't always ask to know where things come from when I copy them. It's just what I do. It's one in a million. You had, you had no way of knowing. Well, then. Well, unless any of you gentlemen needs a pot, I think um, our work at Hampstead is done for the day. Or near Hampstead. Yeah. So assuming we're back in the Chatton wagon mm -hmm. on our way downtown, the you know the baffling thing to me is why somebody would want to make a copy of the seal. And not only want to make a copy, but not take any duplicates that were fired on top of that. Right. Leads me to believe that maybe it was a middleman not knowing what he actually was in possession. The problem with that for me is that the Elphinstone was so specific about which one was good enough as mm. though they were informed. It would be one thing if, you know, it turned up at the museum and it was a duplicate, but it hasn't turned up anywhere. Right. And the idea that somebody would steal part of the temple and then copy a small piece of it to give to a friend for a present is not convincing. Perhaps somebody demanded uh, the uh, artifact and uh, Elphinstone wasn't willing to give it up, but was going to copy it and give them the copy. Maybe yeah. a copy that would pass scrutiny. So what I would do in this situation if there were still children of tranquility running around loose, uh, you know, and some, and then one of them had said, yeah. Now, Tom, refresh my memory, but 
between all of us, we know enough cuneiform to decipher this. Would there be any, do you have any translation or is there any clue? Last week, what we found was that it had very pot boiler text on it. This is right. okay. a seal to protect the entrance from fate and fortune. Nothing. No, right. All right. No name drop deities or anything. Uh, you know, just so, very here lies Joe Smith. If this might just be an inconsequential part of the ritual maybe just to have it there to complete it, but not as a source of power. Maybe it's just going to be used. Maybe even a copy could be used because it, maybe it's destroyed in the process. I don't know. Right, that's a, that's a factual question. Um, certain circumstances, clay seals are used to indicate that something is still intact. You slap the wet clay across the doors, and the, if you open the doors, then the clay is broken. Is this that kind of seal? Um, it's hard to tell. It uh, it has stuff written on the back of it as well as the front. So the kind of seal you're talking about usually is designed so that it can't be removed unless it's broken. This just appears to be a disc with symbols on it. It might have been set on a sarcophagus or a table or something like that. And it's getting on in the afternoon, so we could all use a spot of tea. We can look through the notes at the club, what? see if anything about the seal stands out to us. I was so hoping we were only one step away from recovering it. And here we are again with an un unknown quantity. Um, we can check the phone books for Elphinstones. It is a, I think there are people of that name. It's just unusual. Could check the records at the club just in case. I'm not aware of an Elphinstone being amongst the members, but um, you never know. Creamy poet type. I barely even know. When he said dreamy, I wonder, I'm st after reading more of the notes and stuff, there's something strange going on here. I do agree. I wonder if was it an, an intoxication? Was it some sort of ha! spell? Yeah. Perhaps the gentleman has been chasing the dragon. It's quite a possibility. Yes, quite. But then again, I don't frequent such places, so I wouldn't know where to look there. Well, isn't hashish used in some, you know, Egyptian or Eastern? Mm, yes, but, but generally when you chase the dragon, that's opium, so that'd be more of an Eastern oh, uh, thing. Uh, although I'm sure it's been attributed to hashish uses. But then again, true, uh, a good strong hashish would give similar effect. Probably not as bad. I've heard that cannabis is, is a lot more easy on the body than uh, than opiates are. Well, I know in the, the Middle East, they would have those hookahs and stuff. I just... Yes. Now, where would one get a hookah around here? 
probably Middle Eastern restaurants were becoming very popular <laughs> at this time. So you might find them all over the place. Plus, I'm sure that um, just like most immigrants, they all band together. So there'll yeah. be a little Egypt around here someplace. Just like you have little Chinatown. Right. Audrey, do a spot hidden one. Eighteen is very good. It's not an extreme though. Twice this morning. Uh, once, not far, f uh, just as you were arriving at the Potters, and once just now. Uh, you happen to be looking off into the distance, maybe out a window or, or something, and you happen to notice um, a cat uh, going about its business, walking along the street or along a fence or something. And when you looked at it, it stopped in its tracks and it turned its head directly towards you. Until you turned your eyes away. And then it went back about its business. Um, generally, in cat society, direct eye contact is confrontational. But this didn't feel like that. This seemed friendly or curious only. Yeah, like you had gotten its attention. Yes, my... Uh, I'm I, I'm glad that I had a better relationship with cats before all this than you did, Fuller. Um, are you guys heading back to the Wentworth Club, or? Yeah, I think it's tea at the club. All right, and racking our brains. All right, so you head back to the club, and everything seems to be perfectly normal, uh, the way it always is. You guys go into your private room. And uh, you have tea and uh, little sandwiches that uh, Sykes uh, serves to you. Um, so what's your next step? You're kind of at a loss for what to do. All right. We need to see about trying to track down this Elphinstone chap and uh, find out uh, what he's up to. Well, you make some inquiries, you look in the phone book, uh, there's nobody by that name. Um, oddly enough, when you ask people about it, they look at you like you're being absurd. The name like Elphinstone, it sounds very fanciful. Perhaps it's somebody in the uh, autistic community. It's a shame I don't know too many of those people. know how they all are Sir Elphinstone and all that rot. Well, and it does it does make you feel like it could be a stage name. Yes. Yes, poetic and dreamy works for stage actors as well. But again, we don't know what a stage actor would want to do with the seal. 
could there be a a a magician or a like play going on that could need oh, that? wouldn't wouldn't the recreation of the ceremony be dramatic yeah but i'm i'm just reaching here but maybe somebody came across the seal on the black market liked it and it's been passed through hands somebody found it and is using it for a prop on stage or I, tarot I, cards i am by no expert but i think that it's pretty clear that anybody that would have the seal at this point in the game it has it intentionally it's not oh this looks cool they will have gone out and hunted it down just like all the other artifacts that we've been trying you know trading back and forth through our hands so at this phase in the game and i mean game as in what our characters are doing but in this phase of the it situation i would just think that anybody that would have it at this point has it purposefully not just a random guy down the street found it or something well i know that and you know that but patrick and fuller don't just the whole um you know it's a it's an interesting thing and we'll it's aesthetically appealing it doesn't get us anywhere to why you would go to Hampstead, lie about your name buy a replica in cash and be so specific about the replica's exact details. It's someone who wants to pass off a false seal as a real one. Exactly. And who's That's buying what's... stuff? Delgado. Mm, it could be that this uh, Elphinstone chap there was, uh, well, he came across the seal. He knew what it was and didn't want Delgado to have it, but knew that Delgado would pay. So he, or uh, he's selling one to one party and another to another third party. Mm, that could be. Um, Hang a minute. Hang a minute. Mm -hmm. um, acquisitions. At, where, where, where you two work? Perhaps checking in there to see if anybody's been uh, been trying to buy a seal. Or has been or has, sell one. Has, or sell one. Yes, maybe claiming I have found the seal of Naboo and uh, or, or whatever the seal is and, and is willing to sell it. I mean, it's worth a shot. We have that, nothing right now. Right. It's easy enough to check, but there's no such thing going on. I would think at this point, if something like that did happen, Audrey or myself would be contacted immediately. Although we haven't been going to work very much lately. Oh, All right. <clears throat> you can't think of anything to do. And I think story-wise, you're at a point where you really don't know what you, you want to do. Is there anything else you want to do at this point? Any other investigations you want to pursue? Or we could actually move ahead a few days. I think the only, th you know, the only thing, like, 
there's so much in the um, club archive that I'll, a lot of time pouring through that looking for another clue. But I don't have any intention for her in, in terms of physical exploration. Okay. Um, well, your leads seem to have dried up. Um, and a few days pass. And uh, one morning you are all in the club uh, discussing various things. Uh, when uh, Audrey, you notice something in the newspaper that catches your eye. Um, it's in fact a, a rather large headline. Terror at London Church, seven dead, June 14th. And that's, uh, this is, it's June, or is, no, July is when we opened the temple. So a month and a change. Police were called to St. Luke's Episcopal Church yesterday, uh, yesterday evening by concerned parishioner Warren Oaksley. Mr. Oaksley, 32, told how he had been late for evening service and on arriving at the church found the doors locked. Mr. Oaksley heard terrible sounds and screams coming from within the church and called the police. On breaking the church door open, the police found a scene of chaotic devastation. Seven people are confirmed dead with 21 admitted to hospital with various injuries. Many of the victims were so traumatized that they had become completely unresponsive while others babbled incoherently. The police are at a loss to explain what took place. One possible lead, Mr. Oaksley claims he saw two men walking away from the church just as he arrived. He did not recognize them as members of the parish. The premises have now been sealed off. Police are appealing for witnesses to come forward if they can offer to shed any light on this tragic situation. Well, uh, pointing it out to the others, that sounds like the kind of chaos that's been following this. Absolutely. No, actually it doesn't. I mean, if you think about it, all the trouble we've run into for the most part, except for the cats, has been a man-made thing. Well, what's somebody going to do that's going to kill seven people and put 21 in the hospital? Well, I mean, the thing that, it, that, it, that attacked Mr. Reburn Price upstate could have done that much damage if it had been in a populous area. Oh, I forgot what? about that. And that shadow creature... Nope, that's what I was going to say. It's certainly, uh, you know, nothing well, in the article was very concrete. Was the, I, was the minister one of the dead? Yeah, I was wondering that too. They didn't, they didn't tell you anything about the, the injured or the fatalities. But if uh, no one inside can tell them anything useful, well, they didn't say anything the, about what kind of violence it was either. Just devastation. Might be worth poking into. Yeah, and that's what the newspaper said. The facts often aren't found in the paper. True. Maybe well, we should. They don't want to uh, frighten people. Oh, yeah. Maybe maybe we should uh, investigate the church. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but do not all churches have like a parish book or a list of? Yes, most do. 
Well, maybe if we go and cross-reference some names on there, we might find an interesting name or two. Certainly, if there were uh, an Elphinstone who attended church there, it would be worthy of note. Well, not only that, but maybe uh, Thompson or, uh, you know, who knows? It, it definitely begs to be investigated. And I think there are at least three venues. I mean, one is the witness, Mr. Oaksley. Uh, one is, um, you gentlemen have a contact at uh, Bedlam. Presumably, these people who were carried out babbling have been put in an institution. Um, and you were also speaking to Scotland Yard earlier, so if you have any warm relations with anyone there, we might be able to get a better idea of what, even a description of what kind of violence took place. And I wonder I think, if the church is open. I think, well, I thought they said it was sealed. Um, perhaps the best bet would be to start off at Bedlam. If uh, some of the people that were emotionally traumatized were put in Bedlam, we've been in Bedlam countless times. I mean, we've, we're well known there. Well, let's start with a phone call to that doctor that was taking care of. Uh, note that this happened yesterday evening. Okay. Perhaps a trip to the church. Maybe we can find out. A yeah. Trip to the church is a must. Yes. That's what I would do. Uh, you, you, you gentlemen have more experience with this madness than I have. All right. Is that what you want to do? Yeah. Right. The church is uh, Osini Crescent, uh, Kentish Town, North London, St. Luke's Church. All right. Uh, as you pull up in front of the church, it's a nice little church. Um, you can see almost immediately, because you're looking for something to be wrong, that some of the stained glass on the side of the church has been smashed. And there is a sign on the door. You can't read it from the car. Yeah, it'll be a police sign saying, do not enter crime scene. Well, let's have a look. I'm going to hop out and head on over. All right. Uh, you go up the steps of the church, and the sign says, no admittance until further notice. Um, uh, police, however they would, by order door of the shut, police. Door shut, or door missing? Doors are open. Doors are closed, sorry. Doors are closed. But they're big, heavy wooden doors. Okay, is there anything blocking the way to have a look inside where the uh, stained glass is crushed? It's about seven feet off the ground. Oh, okay. Probably, well, an, entrance, probably an entrance at the back of the church. Yes, let's have a look. Where the rectory is. I'm sorry, they're Episcopal. I'm Catholic. I don't know. It's no, it would be very similar. It would be very similar. Okay. Um, you, strange, strange it's not Church of England. <laughs> uh, you go to the back, and there are indeed doors, but uh, looking through the small windows in the doors, you're just looking into a small room, probably a vestiary or, or whatever, so you can't see into the church. Sacristy. Sacristy, yeah. Um, 
try the door. Locked. Anybody good with picking locks? Where exactly is this church located? North London. No, I, I mean, I'm sorry. Let me rephrase that. Is it like country or downtown area? No, it's a red brick church right in the middle of town. A lot of people walking around? There's people. Strong arm the door. Do you want to try it? Yeah. All right. Go I'm ahead not, and. Uh, I'm not that strong. But... Roll, roll a strength roll. All right. It's fairly heavy doors. They're not these cardboard doors we have nowadays. I made it, but I mean, it's nothing spectacular. A 49 out of 55. Yeah. No, you didn't. You you bashed up against it. You do. You, you, you can't mm. open this door. Yeah. Pretty... I'm not. I'm not strong. I'm a wisp of a man. Are you dreaming and poetic? I'm sorry, Ford? Any other windows we could look into uh, that might not be quite so Not old? really. All the church ones are, are too high for you to, without a ladder to mm. peek in. There wouldn't have to be a ladder nearby. It's because the, it's because the church is built up off the ground. Yes. Besides, uh, stained glass windows are going to be too dis... Um, you wouldn't be able to see them very well. Mm. Oh, that's the broken ones. I sent a, a text, Tom. Oh. Wow. Um, all right. Um, yeah, I guess there's, there always are, Audrey. So who uh, is there any is there any listing out front who the uh, the uh, the priest is? Yes, um, I just had it. Hold on. Oh, I should just do. Um, we'll say it's it's uh, the the vicar's the the vicar's name is um, John Bradley. Mm. Would there be a parsonage with the church, like uh, the vicar's house? Usually it's connected to the church. It's the rectory. Yes. The rectory is built into the back of the church. Oh, right. Yeah, there's probably a, there's probably a little, little cottage on the property. Shall we, shall we visit the, uh, the vicar? Can't hurt to knock on the door. No? Okay. Uh, you go to the vicar's house. There's a sign in front that says uh, uh, Pastor John Bradley uh, or Reverend. I don't know. How, I don't know what their titles are. Reverend Reverend, Reverend John Bradley. Um, probably THD, Doctor of Divinity. Um, uh, you knock on the door. There is no answer. Hmm. So he's not home. He could be one of the people that were killed or in the hospital. We're visiting the people who hurt in there too. Yeah, that good good thought. But I would think that he would be in the middle of it. He would either he was either yeah one of the dead 
are, you know, one of the injured, I would think that he would be the prime target, if you will. So my next guess would be, you think you guys want to go to the name that was in the paper? The, the witness? Yeah, I mean, I, mean I, I think Mr. Oaksley might be bombarded by press right now or, you know, the like, but, you know, that, that might even be a way in. Hmm. Would I mean, you I like our only other option? Well, I also think that we should head out to Bedlam and speak there, see what, what we can find out at Bedlam. Well, it, it, it would hurt to, to speak with the police, see what they could tell us. If they could tell us anything. Yeah. Fuller, don't you know the one doctor over there? Maybe give him a call before we waste time going all the way over there for nothing. Patrick, do a luck roll. Forty-one out of fifty. All right. Um, you notice uh, uh, on the other side of the church, there's a there's another little cottage. Uh, you notice an old woman uh, draw back the curtains and peek out, and she's sort of looking at you all standing there. Um, and, uh, oh, if you wave at her, uh, she immediately closes the curtains and you see her probably going towards the front door of her house. And, uh, uh, she starts, she starts to come out onto her porch, uh, but you can see that she's got a cane. Uh, so she looks like she's just standing there looking at you. Or maybe she just doesn't want to walk all the way over to where you guys are. Hey, guys, nosy neighbor. She probably yeah. sits there all day and night looking out. She might know something. Yes, all right, let's have a look. Start walking over. Also, I just thought of something. No one answered at the cottage. Usually the minister has a housekeeper. Maybe. I never knew a priest that had a housekeeper. Yeah, it's not uncommon. Yeah? Especially in the Catholic Church. Oh, um, same thing with the uh, Anglican Episcopal Church. Yeah. That's, some women serve the church that way by cooking the dinner and oh, taking right. care of the priest. So I approach with the group. All right. Uh, and she's she's standing there and she's looking at you and she's shaking her hand. She says, oh, it's a terrible, terrible tragedy. What happened exactly? You, you, you must have read it in the newspaper. But that's all we know. And we, we knew some people that did go here. And I mean, we, friends, you know, colleagues. I, who did you know? I, uh. I've been going to this church for the past 39 years. Janet Smith? There's no Janet Smith in this congregation. Mm. I suppose no, you're- the other place there. Don't you remember, Mr. Longman? Janet goes to the other, to that church, St. Saint, Saint George's. I'm the wife of the church warden. I know everybody. Ah, 
quite, quite. Uh, yes. Well, we just just heard about this this tragedy here, and um, well, what's what, well, ha what exactly happened? Look, we've we've had a terrible tragedy. If you're just curiosity seekers, no, then no, be no, on no. your way. No, it's just it's just seems very odd that you just mentioned the tragedy in the paper, and from what we heard from our friends, and um, well, details, details, ma'am. There's not a lot of details. You're probably with the newspaper. Oh no, no, not at all. I'm actually, uh, <laughs> I'm actually uh, self, well, self-employed, as it were, as a as a as a, as a uh, antiquarian. Yes. Um, like I said, we had friends that came here, and we heard about the the, the tragedy here, ma'am, and, 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 well, well, uh, well we, 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 we would just like to know what exactly happened. The, the, the papers are so vague, you see. It's so vague. And, um, well, what did happen here? I don't know who you people are. No, um, do a, my, do my... a, do a charm roll or a persuade roll. Let's see, what do I got there? Good ma'am. I got in fast truth, talk. Will that work? I'm in sorry, truth, he said he had fast talk. No. No. It's different. Okay. In truth, we are members of the Wentworth Club, and we are investigating a rash of strange murders that have been happening as of late. And you think that might be connected somehow to the church? It's a possibility. The crimes that we're investigating are extremely bizarre, madam. And it's a possibility that um, what happened here at this church might be it. This is why we want to know this information. So we should know if we should investigate further or go on our way. Well, you certainly should find out what was going on. Uh, Sir, Madam, I'd like to make it very clear that, um, I'm sorry, what's your, what's your uh, last name, Madam? What's your name? <laughs> I'm Miss Audrey Lycaster. Uh, I'm London, ma'am. I do apologize for my... Uh, my, my uh, Dorothy, Dorothy Simmons. Hello, Mrs. Mrs. Simmons, thank you very much for speaking with us. I understand why you're suspicious, but I'd like to impress upon you the seriousness of this matter. Uh, these gentlemen and I, who've recently joined them, have been pursuing questions of supernatural violence for the better part of a year now. These are not the first deaths to occur, and there will be more deaths that will occur if we cannot find out what happened here last night. As the wife of the church warden, you should be better informed than nearly anyone, and I hope that you should be forthcoming, because it might be a matter of life or death. Oh, my. Well, I was late for church, and uh, I uh, came over here, and uh, I could hear some strange noises coming from inside the church, uh, and uh, I... Uh, I went up to the doors and I tried the doors and they were locked. And uh, I, uh, I pulled that bench over there up to the side of the church and I climbed up to see what was going on inside. And uh, there was a, uh, 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 
uh, I, I don't know how to describe it. Um, a strange man was up in the front of the church and he was uh, spouting a bunch of non-biblical nonsense and the, the people began uh, to, uh, to riot. Um, they, they overturned the pews and they, uh, they started uh, uh, shouting strange babbling words like they were uh, speaking in tongues. And uh, I, I became very frightened and uh, I, I climbed back down and started going to my house when I saw the side door in the church open and the man, two men came out and uh, they didn't see me and uh, they started walking away and um, the one of them, uh, the, the, the taller of the two, uh, the older of the two, uh, he said something to the other one like, um, uh, please, please hurry, uh, we need to leave. And, and he called him something strange, like, um, like, well, it doesn't sound like a name, like any other name, sort of like Nubu or Newbie or... Nubu. That that's the name. Hmm. That's uh, the, the taller, older fellow called the other fellow that name? Yes. The other gentleman was... Uh, was somewhat shorter. They were both thin, uh, and uh, he had a very slight mustache uh, and black hair. Uh, the other one uh, was uh, much taller, also thin, and had a beard. Indeed. Uh, and um, thank you very much, Mrs. Simmons. I'm sh I can tell you already, as you, rec as you saw, I recognize the name Nabu. This is quite important to the work we've been doing. Can you tell me anything about the strange sounds that you heard at the beginning? Well, like I say, I, I, they were they were just wailing noises, like, mm. uh, and the people inside. Some of them were were obviously terrified and and trying to get away, while many of them were just standing and rocking side to side, as, as if entranced. Yes. Uh, and the one who was uh, screaming, uh, you say it was non-biblical, but was it words you understood? No. And that was... The oh, yes, yes, I'm sorry, yes. Something about... It, it, I thought at first he was talking about the second coming. But oh, he was, he was describing some uh, transformation in the near future. Very much like something from the apocalypse, but uh, but not from the apocalypse. And that was the taller fellow with the beard or the shorter fellow with the mustache? That was the shorter fellow with the mustache. Hmm. Uh -huh. Just a kind of a kind of a question here, ma'am. Um, do do they rent out the uh, the, the church or the or the uh, oh or no the church property to? No, it was supposed to be vespers that he, that yesterday evening. Okay, so so it would be something that 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 would be uh, 
just just standard the the, the standard crowd of churchgoers would be here for. Well, and I saw when I, when I called the police, I called the police immediately after that, uh, but they arrived very quickly. I think somebody else must have also called the police, and um, I watched from my window as they brought bodies out and and people who were. Uh, they seemed hysterical. Did, did uh, you recognize any of the people there, or they? Uh, they're my congregation. Of course, I recognized everybody, including including uh, Father Bradley. My. And and your husband is he well? Uh, my husband, uh, yes, uh, he is. He's fine. He's very sick. Oh, I'm sorry to hear it, but I'm glad that you were late and that he was unwell. I don't know um, what happened. I haven't seen inside the church, but it sounded like they were destroying the inside. It's all very disturbing. Would um, you buy? I'm sorry. Go. No, go ahead, Fuller. I just, um, I'm sorry, but uh, would you by chance have the key so we could go inside? The police don't want anybody to go inside. But yes, I have keys. And she sort of looks around. She and again, says, Mrs. Simmons, the, the police don't know about this Naboo. The police don't believe uh, any of, of a number of things that we do. Uh, I can assure you it won't disturb anything physically. We'll just see what we can see. Well, I suppose it wouldn't hurt. I appreciate and, it very uh, much. She, uh, she goes back inside for a few minutes and gets her keys. And she comes back out and... Uh, you you hear her say something like, uh, "Harry, I, I I'll be back in a few minutes," and uh, she gets the keys and she comes out and uh, it takes her a, a bit of time to get to church, it's just next door. But um, she seems like a frail little old lady. All right, so you come up to the front doors of the church, and. Uh, she unlocks them and uh, opens them up. What you see is a good example. It's pandemonium. Uh, pews have been knocked over. Uh, church furniture has been smashed. Uh, there are uh, not too much, but there are smears of blood uh, where people were injured. Uh, there are uh, church hymnal books that have been torn to shreds and thrown everywhere so there's there's paper everywhere uh, uh, part of the carpet has been ripped up there's places in the walls of the church where it looks like people dug in with their fingernails and clawed um, and and she's she's immediately shaken by this she's going to do a sandwich on Oh, she got a 95. Oh, oh Simmons. It's horrible. It's horrible. You don't have to you don't have to come in with this, Mrs. Simmons. You can uh, I'll, I'll I'll just sit out here. Please. Uh how's the uh altar, etc. It's damage wise. It, well, the their altar is a fairly heavy uh, block of probably marble. Uh, so it's not damaged, but all of the stuff that was on it, the, the tablecloth, whatever, the, 
the, I don't know how they arranged them, the candlesticks. Um, that's all been pulled off. It's lying on the ground. Uh, maybe there's a chalice lying on the ground somewhere. Uh, it just, there, there's a bottle of broken wine, probably from the inside the sanctuary. Jesus himself is where he belongs, though? Um, he's, he's on a cross high up on the wall, so, yeah, not easily. He was reached. out of the fray. Right. Uh, and there's nothing, uh, so around the altar, there's nothing that um, suggests the uh, air of Mesopotamia. Uh, no. There's no broken blue seal or... Oh, uh, there's, there's also, uh, there's a lot of sawdust. And you assume that it's to soak up whatever was there, the blood, the urine. Uh, the police probably did that. No striking unusual scent? Um, well, it doesn't smell good. But it doesn't smell like frankincense or, you know, anything no. definable. But do a, um, do a spot hidden roll. All of us? Yeah, you're all looking around the church. And I failed. 81. Oh, a six. Okay. A regular success. All right. Regular success. Well, Fuller's walking around and he's kicking some of the piles of hymnal paper and stuff on the floor. And he notices, you notice, Fuller, you notice that there seems to be some marks on the floor uh, directly in front of the pulpit. And when you start moving all of these hymnal pages out of the way, you realize that there is a place where the, the tile floor, the tile, um, uh, it, it's, it's not expensive tile. It looks like it might even be a linoleum tile. Um, it's melted. And it's melted in a circle about six feet around. Uh, the ground is scorched in that circle. Does there appear to be like drawings? Symbols? No. Mm -mm. Just a circle. Um, but do a, uh, do a Cthulhu Mythos roll if you want to. Oh, come on, man. <laughs> There's always a chance. You, you Holy more... shit! I made it! I rolled a three out of four percent. <laughs> Well, you have you have the very strong feeling that it was some sort of a magical gate. Oh, okay. That was opened. You can so see now so... that there are. Uh, you can see now that there are bits of the church interior that have been damaged that it would have been very hard for people to have done. So if. I recognize it as a gate. First thing I'd have to ask is, I'm going to take a sanity loss for that. Uh, sure. Yeah, do a sanity roll. Uh, you might. I don't know. You guys are pretty hardened. You guys are expecting to see weird stuff. Ninety-two. This damaged church isn't gonna. Ninety-two. I failed it. Yeah, just take just take one point of damage. Oh. I mean, after all, it's not somebody eating 
being eaten alive by cats. Right, but it's Cthulhu mythos, so yeah. I'm like putting together the picture, you know, the pieces of the puzzle here. Can't believe I rolled a three. Shit. Um, I believe that Fuller must have made an interesting noise when he had that revelation, so I'm yeah. going to go up there and see if uh, anything is suggestive to me. Yeah, because the skill's only at a 4%, so it's like... Alright, well, um, I explained to him what what it is in occult terms, not mythos terms, in occult terms. Okay. Um, Audrey, uh, Munden, uh, are either of you guys in this game uh, Church of England or Episcopalian? Or were born and raised such? Yes. Well, How about been... Patrick? I forget you're Patrick now. You're not an American. <laughs> I would guess Church of England. Yeah, England. Yeah. It's the same difference, really. Okay. But... Yeah, it's it's the same thing. Um, administration's a little different. Uh, the three yes. of you do spot hidden noise. Ninety-eight. I stub my toe, and I'm like, oh. yeah. Eighty-five. Um, I'm thinking about dimensional gates. Standard success. Okay. 81. Um, you guys are looking at this this gate, and uh, Munden, as you're looking at the gate, your your focus suddenly leaves the gate and starts looking at all of the torn up hymnals. And when you look down at the hymnal, you realize that it's not in English. It's it seems to be written phonetically in English, but the words don't make any sense. And you guess that they might be in, uh, if there's a pronunciation key for Sumerian, uh, that they might be phonetically written in Sumerian. And they're all that way. And there's no crosses on them, and there's no gold lettering. The the whole book itself, the, the books themselves have been transformed into some other book. Or brought in. Well, it's all of them. As you look around the church, you realize all of the hymnals have well, been replaced. Are the are the hymnals looking new, or do they look no. like they're well-worn? They look like old hymnals that have been all torn up into shreds, but they and don't look like the... Yeah, and in various degrees of wear as well. Is there copyright information? Uh, no, there's not. Now, if you want to look for one, you might find one that's intact. Yeah, let's well, find the most complete copy. All right. Uh, and I assume that on the first page of it, whether that's in the front or the back, I'm not sure, but I'm sure we're going to see the sounds na and boo. Well, what you in fact, uh, when, when you start looking at the book, uh, it's not na boo, uh, but your best guess would be that it says e-bond. E-bond. Yeah, and if you guys have uh, Cthulhu Mythos, you can roll that again. <laughs> yeah, right. No. 
No. I was going to say, Fuller, you get more single-digit numbers than anybody else. All right. Anybody else get it? No. Don't have consideration. There's only transliterated Sumerian. There's no images or anything. Correct. Try and find at least a couple of these uh, to take with us to. Yeah, even if we can get some good halves. Oh. Yeah, you find one. Oh my. Oh my. Oh no. Oh no, 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 no. Mr. Munden? It's, it's good. No, no, no. Well. The, the, that statue that you initially found there, Mr. Albright, the gold one. Yes. What was it of? It was of Naboo. Yes, but as I recall from the notes, it was uh, rather unique. Nabu. Nabu ascending, I remember reading. I believe. Now I'm looking right over at the the uh, the uh, melted area where the gate was. Nabu ascending. And the the, the, the statue it showed. Nabu, something coming out of Nabu, or Nabu coming out of someone? Yeah, I believe, wasn't... It was described as if Nabu was coming out of a prostrated human form. Yes, and um, what did that uh, bearded gentleman call the thin-mustached gentleman? He was talking about Nabu, yes. Now called him Nabu. I think that's what Miss Simmons said, but it sounded like she, he was actually talking to Delgado. No, no, no. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, no. Ma'am, gentlemen, I think we've got an issue. I may be going out on a limb on this, but oh, no, 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 no. Oh, no. Deep breath, Mr. Munton. What? This is, this, this, oh, no. Oh, God, this might make too much sense, but, um. How do I describe? How do I describe it? What is what is the whole purpose behind Naboo ascending? Why 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 would you have Naboo ascending, coming out of someone? It was was that part of the ritual? Is that part of this 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 thing there, Mister Albright? That that you must have an ascended Naboo, or or uh, actually, um, although the figure was ascending to the sky, the name it was given was Naboo incarnate. Nabu incarnate. Oh and, God, no! And the Del and Delgado. You know, we should uh, get out of here and let Miss Simmons Let's get lock out of up here. and go home. I need a stiff drink. I think I've. Oh my! To let's go to the wagon and, and talk. Let's get out and go to the wagon. Um, Audrey and Patrick, do uh, idea rolls for your memory. Seventy-seven out of ninety. 
five out of 90. Oh, take that, Patrick. Uh, Audrey looks at Patrick uh, and, and sort of gives him a look. And Patrick reads the look. And the both of you think at the same time, didn't means refer to the scrolls as uh, the, the rite of ascension? The scrolls of ascension? That's where ascension came from, Patrick. That's what the scrolls are for. Oh, God. No. Can I make a sand roll? Sure. <laughs> All right. And uh, London has it figured out. And Delgado was. It, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take one. Or actually, I'll make two. Actually, this revelation is pretty. pretty Delgado wants to live forever, and Naboo wants to return. I think Naboo's come back. It's one thing to get in the way of an arrogant rich man. It's another thing to get in the way of an arrogant rich man that's got a deity inside him. No, no, no. I don't think we have Delgado anymore. Right. That's. I think what has happened is this... Deity has taken over Delgado's body? Yes, I think what happened here was a... Hear me out. Hear me out. They need, in order to do whatever they need to do, they need to bring Naboo back incarnate. They need a ritual to do it. They need power and faith to do it. What it seems is they came here, took advantage of these people who were here to uh, meet up of people of faith, people in the church, a place of faith, uh, to, shall we say, help enact this ritual. And the long and the short of it is that uh, the ritual has 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 put Naboo in, into into Delgado, and the and the one the other one would sounds like our uh, Mr. Elphinstone, who might actually be, shall we say, this this larger than than life. An individual, Mr. Mr. Gambatov's warlock, perhaps even sounds even more more plausible here. But it seems like like they they hijacked these people. These poor people were hijacked in that they were given these 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 blasphemous prayer, prayer books to to enact this ritual, help enact this ritual, bring about faith in a place of faith to 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 bring Naboo and Naboo is now back in, in 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 Delgado or it is Delgado or they're both together or something like that. Um, but Naboo is back and that can't bode bode well for for the future, especially with, with the temple and, and, and such and I, I need a drink. I need a drink. Blimey. Question are we still in the church or did we leave? I think you've left. Yeah. Can I make a retroactive sure. spot hidden? I wanted to see if there was any pieces of broken clay uh, sealed. No? Okay. There's broken glass. But there's... You know, I, was, I was looking for the seal too. So. Poor, poor people. Hijacked. That's the best way I could put it. Hijacked. 
their their faith, their their understanding, their. I was going to ask as we walked poor Mrs. Simmons back across the street to her home, uh, if the fellow who was screaming nonsense in the church had been holding anything. She says she couldn't see that well. She was too frightened. Well, I, you know, and I'm going to, uh, you know, ask her to, to make a pot of tea for her and Harry and, and uh, thank her for her assistance again and tell her that, that we are, that it's been very helpful that we saw what we saw and that, and that if there's any hope to stop more violence, uh, you know, she, she did a valiant thing. And then it's up to the club for a stiff round. All right. Cads. To, to, to prey upon people, to prey upon people. All right. So you end up getting a drink, but then you go back to the club. Um, you're at the club, you're rather shaken by what you've seen. What, what else would you like to do? It's still early in the day. But, um, we could track down the witness, but I mean, I don't know what else you could tell. Yeah, I think Mrs. Simmons's description was enough that we know who the gentlemen walking away were. Gentlemen. I don't know. I don't know that I agree with that. Well, uh, I mean, we can see if Mr. Oaksley has a phone for one thing. Well, I mean, hear me out. If we're assuming that Naboo is taking human form, what was the point of trying to get all these other artifacts? The eye of Lamatsu, the horn of Alu? I mean, we still have those. Wouldn't Let's... those be needed to bring him over to this side? No, no, that, that was not it. It was, it was something else. If you read the, note, the, the notes there, the notes mentioned something about not bringing Naboo over, but bringing over something else. Am I incorrect in that? In that... Well, well see, as I understood it, there were, you know, we have maybe, we have an entity that may or may not be Nambu that is dangerous and wants to return. You know, either Nabu was originally perceived as beneficent and turned out not to be, or the later entity is a false Nabu. But regardless, there was an intention to return and dominate the earth. And that's the entity we're dealing with. I think it's safe to say. I mean, that's why this that golden statue is of a different form than every other icon of Nabu. Um, regarding your concern, Mr. Albright, my fear is that something whatever passed through the gate that happened in the church and has entered someone probably delgado who was power bad it might be in him but not restored to godhood until the ritual that needs to take place at the temple with the appropriate i mean we saw from from what happened to poor mr punchin that these 
magical structures, if you will, are extremely specific and everything has to be just so. So perhaps we, you know, we've seen Mrs. Simmons witnessed a, a step toward something that isn't, and, and she said that um, the Elphinstone was saying, you know, please hurry. So it's as though there's another step to be taken. Um, you're back at the club. You have access to all of your notes, all of the, the body of evidence that you've collected so far. Um, Audrey, do a luck roll. You got it? Okay. Yeah, 14. All right. You're going through the notes, uh, seeing if you can find anything. And what you've read, what you come across was a partial translation uh, uh, that memes enhance from something that Punchin had written in his book. And it had to do with the, the writing that was all over Punchin's body. Right, so, yes, yeah, so understand that when the time is right and all things are in place, shall the way be open for Naboot to return and walk among us, God on earth made flesh, and he shall be the king of kings. There shall come a man of subtle arts and the secret ways of magic, a man well-versed in things hidden and arcane. He shall be the one to prepare the path for the return of Naboo. Let all men tremble. The sacred seal of Nabu will be shattered, and Nabu will walk once more in a coat of human flesh. Ever shall he seek a greater host until he has risen to his throne. Then shall he feast upon a thousand souls in preparation for his great ascension. At the temple they shall gather for his ascension ritual. They shall stand and watch and tremble. The Father shall radiate down from above and bless this his union with new flesh. Then shall come a new age. Then shall all men see him. The dawn of the age of Nabu shall be upon us, and he will walk among his people, and they shall bow down beneath him and call him Lord, everlasting Father, Master of time and space, or else they shall be crushed beneath his feet. All praise and glory to Yogg-Sothoth, the all-in-one and one-in-all, the opener of the way. Told you. And you could do a sanity roll. <laughs> All of us. Told you. Um, well, yeah, I suppose. You get, some I, of you have already taken it for that. Uh, was that? Uh, I passed. 51. Yeah, if you pass, just take one. Fail. If you fail, do a 1d4. One luck. Told you. Two. My sanity's getting low. Yeah, I mean I'm still Gatto's not long enough to Gatto. It's he's 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 Naboo and he's looking for something oh. better. I just took five 
points of sanity all within the span of an hour. Yeah, it's only if you do it in one roll. Oh, okay. I thought it was if you did it in an hour. It's 20% oh, on a single day. Will will cause problems. All right. So what do you guys discuss? Well, we know where Delgado lives. Uh, we don't know how dangerous he is. We don't know where Elphinstone lives, but he might be staying at Delgado's. Uh, I think he must be the man subtle in the ways of magic. Isn't that, doesn't that seem evident? Yeah, yes. The warlock. So we basically have to get the place, get his entire house warded with a magical ward and then burn everything in it a thousand times and then see if he walks out and laughs at us. I mean, I... I don't know how to do that. Do you know how many people are estimated to be coming to the opening of the temple? Uh, I we we can call and ask for a projection from that department. I'm sure. I mean, we can expect a throng. That's what I'm thinking. A thousand people. Yes. The the hijack. Just other question for me is it's quite specific that everything must be in its place so if we even prevent one of the objects from being where it belongs I, I, I agree and I mean I can't believe I'm going to make this statement but I almost I almost want to go to the the temple site in the museum and start removing stuff and dumping it into the London, into the river, into the Thames. Uh, I understand. Uh, you know, I mean, destroying the temple seems very reasonable, but, you know, he, they don't have the Eye of Lamatsu. They don't have the, the Horn of Alu. They can't go through the ritual. If we understand it, they do seem to have the seal yeah, I'm thinking if let's just make it as hard as we can for them. I, I want to start putting stuff in boxes and sending the sending it to Timbuktu and yes, I don't know if uh, I don't know how impressive Mr. Delgado's abilities are at this point. Whether he could, you know retrieve something from a parcel on its way to Timbuktu or not. But he does not have everything he needs. It's, more, it's about six weeks until we're supposed to open the temple. We don't know anything about this Elphinstone chap, if, he's, if he is this, this great magician, this great sorcerer warlock type person who's making the way for Naboo to be fully ascended. Well, I think the subtle the way the man who's subtle in the ways of magic is is Delgado. Uh, I just don't know what abilities he has already. Let's say he's vulnerable until the ceremony. That buys us at least a month. I mean, that's 
That's how I understand it as well. That the, the you know the, the temple, the reconstruction of the temple is part of this. But you know, he seems like a perfectly dangerous man before then. Absolutely. Something else is going to happen soon. I feel it. Just like the last time. Like Audrey. Last time. Um, you start to think about what you just read. That uh, it sounds like Naboo can change hosts. Right, he try, he's ever aiming for a more powerful being. Maybe he's even in Elphinstone now and is on his way to being in Delgado. Or going last, for something higher. Last week. Now, a lot has been happening to all of you in the past few weeks. Uh, as you say, uh, Audrey, you've barely had time at work. Um, you've barely had time at home. I mean, you've just gone there to sleep. Uh, you know you have mail piled up uh, that you haven't bothered to read. And you keep getting this flash in your mind of some of your mail lying there on that little side table next to your door and there was a light mint green envelope and you didn't you didn't think anything of it at the time um but it was weird it was weird that you would have this see there is this thing that goes on a few times a year in London where people get recognition for a job well done. And last year you worked really hard on some of your projects and you're working on the temple, you're organizing its build and all of that. You think that you might have an invitation to the Royal Garden Party that takes place this month at Buckingham Palace. 30,000 people go to this thing and you have to have an invitation to get in. But if Naboo is working his way upward To greater and greater hosts. That's certainly an opportunity for uh, total ascension. And that is uh, how soon? The Royal Garden Party? It's in two days. Um, I'll tell the fellows <laughs> that. Uh, that um, there's an excellent host available 
and someone like Delgado probably goes to these things reliably. How's that? So we have two days to prevent him from prevailing over all of England, mm -hmm. and thus the world. Naboo as Yog Sothoth, or whatever, however that works. What is this Yog Sothoth? It's, you know, it was phonetically in the text. I don't know what it refers to. Does not sound good. No, just the fact that we couldn't correlate it to anything else in, in Sumeria and is suggestive of something confused or uh, poorly understood. Um, well, I have a small pistol. Um, and again, we know where Delgado lives. We don't have very much time. I suggest to have bracing lunch. <laughs> Would there be some way we could call the police on him or something? Yeah, hey, police, there's a interdimensional god that's going to take over the King of England, so we're going to shoot him. I mean, I understand where you're coming from, but yeah, no. You want him punted. If I thought that would have worked, I would have been on the phone weeks ago. Why not just pay Delgado a visit? And... Yeah, I mean, we can try to break the seal before the temple's ready. We can try to injure or kill Delgado and see if that sets back the I think the seal might have been broken already to bring I don't know maybe not that's the thing I hate about religious texts they're always a little bit too flowery and ambiguous I'd like a nice solid recipe two teaspoons a cup <laughs> and a half 13 Crow minutes Crow juice in a circle. <laughs> Crow juice in a circle. Um, did uh, if if we flip through our great binder of facts, um, when Delgado was showing off um, and and trying to recruit, did he display any feats of wonder, or did he just have cool stuff? He just had cool stuff. And he had a lot of contempt for other people and their understanding. Mm -hmm. But he didn't, he didn't turn water into wine or levitate or... Correct. Yeah. So he might not be able to do anything, you know, against a hail of bullets. Again, you know, I think the shepherd's pie and a sherry, and then we drive over. He won't expect violence from us. He doesn't know that we know anything. A shepherd's pie filled with arsenic. Find out more. Try a different tact and find out more about this. Uh, this uh, this elf stone chap. See if we can find anything. Maybe be able to get to Delgado through him or vice versa. 
I mean, there is, a, he's in the, he's in the, we've got a copy of the peerage here at the club. There is an Elphinstone, there's a Lord Elphinstone. I don't know who it currently is, but, but there we is? think, yes. I thought I did, but I don't remember seeing it. It's PH, not F. PH. But, you know, I mean, they were together last night. I don't know why they wouldn't be together now. You know, um, if you want to see, I mean, there was, I, I, there's not going to be only one Elphinstone house. So even if you wanted to do another breaking and entering, uh, I don't know what we'd find there except possibly the seal. And I don't know what we'd do with the seal. And I don't know why, I don't know why things have progressed as far as they have. I don't understand, but um. Oh, uh, there is that arsenal that we were left. Right. Maybe I want something more than this, you know, cute little 22 I'm carrying. <clears throat> it's a pity his staff ran off. They seemed like hard men. Yes, but we do have access to the house. Yes, we could at least get, um, you know, some proper, I don't know, bullet slinging things. I don't know was how you there, use Was them. there anything else other than, than the, the firearms that's available there? I feel like there were a couple of interesting gadgets, but it was pretty much all just yes. guns. Yes. There was some nice scotch. <laughs> I need some more scotch. Yes. All right, so what are your plans? What are you going to do next? I'd say let's at least get some information on, on this Lord Elton Stone and at least get an idea of who he is. Okay. Um, uh, Audrey said that, but there's no Lord Elton Stone. <laughs> Sorry about that. There is in real life. Oh, is there? Yeah. I thought the name looked familiar, so I yeah. He it's yeah. That he there was that is a family, but oh. In apparently not here. Well, let's say you find you find stuff on Lord uh, Elphinstone, and he's like seventy nine years old. <laughs> Been in hospital for months. Yeah. Had no heirs. Yeah, the first right. one was created in 1510 by King James IV. But uh, that's not our Elphinstone. That's a that's a that's a some kind of poety dreamer type. That you know, and that's exactly the sort of person that that falls in the sway of some creep like Delgado, who says, "Hey, do this ritual magic with me, and we'll live forever." Um. No, it's, you know, the, I have no better plan currently than to have a hearty lunch, become as heavily armed as possible, and confront Delgado at his home. I'm open to better ideas. I just don't have one. It's like going into the lion's den there. And we're... Well, 
Well, I think that that's, that's a plan. Um, and if that's the case, then we will stop there and take up your arm to salt next week. Because <laughs> <laughs> that'll take a bit. Hopefully it'll take a bit. <laughs> that's if things go well. All right. So we, we will call it there. Uh, our players included David Gassaway, Ford Fitch, Jason Belichock, and Jerry Bryant with myself as Keeper of the Secrets. We're currently producing up to four shows a week with music and sound effects added in post-production in order to create a richer listener experience. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. The costs involved with the show are provided almost entirely by our patrons. Without them, we wouldn't be able to do what we do. If you'd like to support our show, please visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. You can find a link in the description below. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel and punch that bell icon for updates on our latest shows and leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answering any questions you might have. This is Tom Rayleigh together with all the members of our gaming club inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure in the universe of H.P. Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck and good gaming. Thank you.